I still really like being under a spotlight. I do too. It's a little bright. There's a reason why I'm not looking at Chris too much. Because I feel like I'm just going to be like... <laughs> so this is fun. Let's get some opinions from the crowd. We're actually here to talk about uh, the Man Beast, which is <laughs> running until... When? Oh, November 10th, right? November. I got it right. <laughs> November 10th. Um, Carlos and I already recorded a uh, spoiler-free version of is this going to be spoiler full? Spoiler full, yes. Hmm. This is dangerous territory we're, we're getting in I'm here. I'm okay with it. Because, because if you're listening to a live podcast, wouldn't you necessarily think, the reason why I'd want to listen to the live version is because I've seen the show. I feel like you just have one of those moments that like old men, it's like, I'm going to think to myself, self. And then they go on. I You just had that moment. I, 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 yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we can totally spoil things. I should definitely stop doing that. Oh, sorry. I did it again. Um, so let's see if someone wants to come up and talk about their show. Do we have anyone? Anyone. Anyone Bueller. Well, Bueller. if I can spoil things, let's see. Yeah, spoil it. Uh, the whole thing or what's a, what's a good spoiler? I don't know. Talk about the ending. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That, okay. So the ending is a great spoiler, but because... All things come at the end. All great things come at the end. We'll save it for the end. Yes. A good spoiler is that, one, I cannot pronounce anyone's name in this show. because It's it's French. Pourquoi? Yeah. Pourquoi French? Pourquoi French? Because French language to me is so damn hard. It, it is. Um, we were actually, right before we recorded The Artful Thoughts on Friday, we didn't do a thing. Like, we, we looked at the names and we were like, Oh, can we actually like pronounce these? And so we just avoided it altogether. We just said the actors' names because <laughs> we're lazy and also slightly ignorant to French culture. Culture. I, I tried to say a French. It didn't work. Wow. I I think this is also why. I mean, you could also blame our educational system of lack of language teaching. And it goes back to the system. The system is the Broken man, man, and the man is the man. Get you down, man. Yes. I really man, I'm the man, man. I I really do like the idea that um, I belong in a different <gasps> lifetime. Hello? Do we have a guest? Yes. Do oh you want to talk wait, about the show? Alcohol. Wait, can can you talk? Well, first you have to introduce yourself, love. Okay, sure. Um, is that working? Yeah. Go yes. For it. I'm uh, I'm Miranda McGee. I'm the token Australian of Cincinnati and token uh, Australian. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so awesome. So we're getting international on your podcast. I love it. Great. I mean, I'm already of Mexico, so it's kind of already international. Oh but yeah, we're making it. I'm like a whole hundred percent international. Yeah, great. <laughs> and you, you do a lot at Shakespeare, right? You were in, um, oh, the the first show. Crap, what's it called? The uh, complete you can just works. Ask her. Uh, complete works of William Shakespeare. Yeah, I did that this summer. So, and I get to um, Jen Joplin and Jim. I get to work with Jim Hopkins. I get to work with them a lot. So Ooh. to see this was, am I allowed to swear? Yes. Oh my god, yeah. Absolutely. Fucking spectacular. Girl, I thought this you. was amazing. We're allowed to do anything on podcasts. It's our podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> they can so listen, I'll just, they I'll just take off my shirt and then we'll keep talking. <laughs> I mean, you can do that, but like no one's going to see it. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, the visuals, like, you know, good in there. Using your imagination, suspension of disbelief, all that yes. stuff that we do in theater. I mean, it worked when like World World was happening on radio back in whenever that was in the States, but. We don't have radio in Australia, but I've heard it. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> I 
<laughs> I love that. <laughs> the land. There's actually a documentary that plays at the museum sometimes that's called Australia, the land that time forgot. Which <laughs> <laughs> I think is pretty That's amazing. amazing. Thank you. I don't want to talk about Australia. I want to talk yes, about this show. No, yes. Okay, let's talk about the show. Okay, so we've all seen it. Duh. Mm-hmm. Why were you just like, did you have any preconceived notions before coming to the show? Not at all. All I knew is that, because um, Jen Joplin is doing Twelfth Night with us, so she's in rehearsal all day. Uh, and then she goes and does this afterwards. And all she said is she was so glad she was doing this show because it was a catharsis every night and she was loving working with Jim and it was really exciting. So that's all That's all I knew. I mean, I was in the same boat. I literally was just like, it's called Mambies. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and the set was spectacular because I took a peek the other day. What they've done with the underground is absolutely transformative. It's incredible. Yeah, we did, we did the live show on... Um, the stage last time, and I came in to talk about uh, to talk about this podcast um, with Chris. Like I think it was like a week and a half before, and it just it, you could kind of see the stage, and we just kind of geeked out about how it's going to look. And then I came in Friday, and I was like, uh, "Okay, it this looks. is far beyond God. what I thought it was going to be." I mean, it's it, it was really great. It's spectacular. I don't know how you guys do it at all. The production team here is just incredible. So we normally ask three questions. Okay. Very broadly. Great. First of all, what did you really enjoy? What did I really enjoy? Um, uh, it was perfectly cast. Um, the acting was spectacular. The uh, uh, the chemistry between Jim and Jen was... Yes, I d- actually did not expect that at yes. all. I was like, oh, how's that going to work? But it was like that beautiful romance of it that I really wasn't expecting. Also, uh, the way the script was able to like throw in the French words and some like old-timey language with contemporary language and make it flow so seamlessly I was super impressed by and uh and then it was um then it was really scary as well I was yeah. guessing right to the end I'm a terrible guesser I never know what's gonna no, happen that that plot twist that like twist of the knife kind of ending was perfect I also thought by the way the beast whoever made that yes okay. i was so worried i was like don't take the sheet off don't take the sheet off it's gonna suck so and then i was like the premise right. of the show is yeah. that like there is a beast out there and it hurts the man um jim and he like comes into jan's house and basically like the beast of uh i can't do the french but the beast of the town and it's haunting and basically they're like have concoct this plan that they're gonna kill it and give it to Louis as a present because gold. But not kill it. It's a another beast because they can't find the other one. Yes. And so they like dupe Louis into giving them the money for a reward for something they didn't actually catch, but they caught something just as impressive. And then she kind of morphed it, like what she did, because that was kind yeah. of a recognizable animal, could be. Yeah. But she, like, whatever she did to manipulate it, giving it a, a man's eyes, I thought that was a beautiful that touch. That was brilliant. And whoever did that taxidermy was just, I mean, I, lit, I just thought it was going to be up to, like, audience imagination, but then it was like, here under the cover is an actual beast. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, and I told I told uh, a couple people after I saw the show on Friday, I there's a moment where there's just one light right next to the bear, um, and it's the on, the other taxidermy uh, uh, animal in the show, and the light hit it just right, and I thought I saw it move. Ooh! And I for the rest of the scene. I had like just tunnel vision on this bear, and I was just staring at it, going, "Please do not." Move. His fears were manifesting in his thoughts. I, I thought I like cut off Carlos's circulation to his hand. <laughs> like I was, I was literally going, "This thing better not move. This thing better not move." Because oh man, it was. 
Have you seen the George Harrison music video of I've Got My Mind Set On You? Yes. Yeah. Just, you know, when all the taxidermy (laughs) stuff starts to... This was way better. That didn't happen at all, but that's just what (laughs) made me think of. Sorry, tangent. What's our second question? The second question. Now, we're going to be constructive, not destructive. Okay. But what's something that you didn't enjoy or something you didn't like about this particular performance? Um... I'll tell you what I didn't like. I didn't like how timely it was and listening to uh, Jim's character tell Jen's character that she's a woman and no oh, one will yeah. believe her Yeah, is very upsetting. That was rough. And I didn't realize. So it just I, did, I didn't enjoy the uncomfortableness, but also I love that's what live theater does and you could feel the audience reacting around and being like, why is this still so true today? Yeah. And that was, uh, that was very upsetting. That's honestly the... That's 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 the thing. <laughs> yeah. How how great was it then when like she turned? This is a huge spoiler, but when she turned out to be the beast after seeing all of that happening, and no, you no, were no, just no, like, no, 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 no. "Yes, girl, you get that man." Oh, this is like, a premonition of the future. Just you fucking wait. Like what's <laughs> what coming? What coming? <laughs> that's funny. And then the last one, and I think I mm-hmm. think I may guess what the answer is going to be. But would you suggest it for other people? A, a gazillion percent. It is exciting and and uh, brilliant and well written and visceral and fierce yes. as fuck. And the acting is incredible. And it totally transported me. And I've had a really long day, so I was like, oh god, <laughs> it's like two hours. What? And I was just on the edge of my seat and gasping and reacting inappropriately loudly at times. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're and there. Uh, it's absolutely spectacular. One of the best things I've seen the No do, and I see a lot of stuff here, and they do great. But it's like. In my top ten that I've seen in the last ten years. Oh, I totally agree with that. I mean, the No puts on amazing works, but this was just out of this world. I mean, and I think that the best part, the the part that I enjoyed the most was the fact that I came into it thinking, oh, the Man Beast is just going to be straight horror. I don't know if Mm -hmm. I like that kind of genre. And the first scene is him just rushing in after getting attacked, and I'm like, oh, crap, we're going in a bad place. And then the jokes happened. Yeah, it was Just funny too. One, yeah. one liners. Brilliantly written. Thank you. I was, yeah, you can totally clap. Clap all you um. want. <laughs> <laughs> Don't censor him. Um, but uh, no, but it just one liners. Uh, soft moments of compassion, one liners. Scary as all hell. And sometimes just, like, I mean, just behavioral things that were funny. Like, they didn't have, even have to have a line attached. It was just, like, behavioral acting that was so funny to me. The Absolutely. And then those beautiful monologues. Each of them got a moment to, like, yeah. you saw, like, the the heart within, like, the animal. Because in the end, we're all soliloquy? beasts and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that one's one right? of That's my favorites. That's what I was going for a bit, yeah. <laughs> and I think that... Okay, that was... Uh, my best friend said relatable relationship power struggle. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think what makes it what makes it so so visceral is the fact that you are so close to this relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, even at the furthest back uh, row, I mean, you're like, what, 20, 30 feet away. I mean, I, I was sitting in like the third row on the aisle and I was just, I was leaning forward. I was not leaning back. I mean, it's it, it's, it captures you and really like brings you into the story and brings you into the emotion of the characters. The underground's the perfect place to do it, especially because like the lower roof as well, you kind of, you do feel like you're in the cabin with them. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought was cool. I felt like I was a poor witch in a cabin that can't afford a high ceiling. Okay. <laughs> I felt like a beast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm going to go ahead and take down the patriarchy now. Right, Shelves? 
<laughs> so we'll do great. <laughs> Just get our pitchforks, run out into the street. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. Of course. Thank this you guys wonderful. for doing this. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll have to have you again because, like, I just want to hear you talk, obviously. <laughs> All right. Uh, you'll get tired of it soon enough. Right? No, never. <laughs> Thank you. Woo. Anyone else want to talk? Would anyone else like to talk? I'm looking at, I'm looking at you. I do have, she, she did mention anyone something like that we talk? haven't completely mentioned is, like, the sense of romance. Because, um, you know, I, I wasn't expecting romance to happen in this kind of preconceived horror notion. And then I also was just like, I saw the actress and I was like, how are they going to fall in love with each other when they start being coy? And I was also like, how, what did like she see in him? I can't, not like on his physical features, but just like on him as a character. And then I was like, oh, he's kind of like a, a really great kind of like caring kind of eventually becoming like a sexy Santa daddy kind of type. And I just kind of fell in love that's with that. That's the aesthetic that I hope to be. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, yeah, that's definitely going on a bio somewhere. <laughs> and it was wow. just really phenomenal. And that, that she was always, like, willing to put up with it, but also, like, very caring. And, uh, like and then finally at the end, just not caring at all. Well, I think she was so hurt that she gave so much and then was very so much betrayed after having that expectation that, like, this is literally the only thing you cannot do. You cannot betray me. I mean, you, you could say that on radio. He, he says I that. I did, did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think your ex is listening, so, like, who no, cares? No, definitely not. Are you Are sure? Not? Oh, yes, you winner. can take it. Oh, perfect. There we go. Yes, hello. Oh. Hello. Welcome you know, to the I'm from a different generation than you handsome men. Oh, handsome. Well, no, that my husband isn't that handsome. before. A man. Well, <laughs> I, I have to say, I found this to be incredibly moving. Yeah, definitely. And um, timeless in the fact of the whole female-male relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, in many ways... There are things that women have put up with for a very long time and uh, deal with on a daily basis that were portrayed in this. Yeah. And I, I appreciated it on many levels. Absolutely. So um, I don't know that my husband got it on the same level that I did, but... <laughs> oh, now they're, oh, sh- they're sharing the deep. mic. I'm going to go deeper. I love this. Oh, okay, go for it. They're so cute, y'all. No! No! <laughs> Sexual tension up in the air is continuing, y'all. Did you guys feel like there's a little bit of a housewife theme? Like, yes. you got all the glory going to the palace and everything that you got, but I'm doing all the work. She's doing all no, the stuff. So I'm, I'm at Absolutely. home doing all the work, yet you're getting all the glory. This is my. This is. No, this is my wife. <laughs> oh my god. She said. She said this like he's taking wife. the mic. That's I funny. For all my life, but my glory was my wife supporting me. At home. And that is amazing, and that's wonderful, and I. I am torn by the fact that that is amazing and wonderful, but I feel like there's this depth of knowledge that women have, that we just keep to ourselves and kind of secretly power over you? <laughs> no, yeah. 
And I think that, I mean, the biggest, the biggest part that you guys were talking about, I mean, the, the part that hit for me was when he was telling the story of him telling the story. Yes. And how boastful he was. And, and it goes and, to the point, and, it's like, and to who, a point, who has the power to tell whom's story, you know? Yeah, and I think that you, in, in the very beginning of the show, you kind of see the boastfulness. He's like, oh, well, I am the best hunter. I know this. But then he's not validated until... I mean, he, he, he doesn't actually feel that grandiose about it until he's been validated as it. And I think that that's the moment where it hit me because the moment he was like, oh, well, now I've got all this attention and I feel justified in belittling the person that I believe in. And that's, that's, could you, that's could the part Could you further that, the metaphor saying that like the beast, which literally was all her work, like the stitching, the like taximizing, and then like him taking credit is basically saying that like marginalized people have always done the work and the credit has never been given to them? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. No, it's, but, well... I feel like I get it to a point, and yet I don't get it, and I want to understand it in a deeper way. Yeah, and the sense of in terms and of that's the, what theater does. <laughs> and that, <laughs> in terms I of the it. art form, would you say that like this is good to have because it like places the understanding in a time and place? But then, would you also ask like if you want like newer progressive ideals to be on stage as well? So, so are you are you asking whether putting it into a different context makes you realize the issue? No, I'm I'm kind of wondering whether we should continue putting these metaphors on stage, or whether we should put more things we want to see in the future metaphors on stage. I think that I mean, if you'd no, like to ahead. answer, well, I I think that in a in a way, it's kind of one is feeding into the other. You think about, you think about this show, or even like Kill Move Paradise, where I was very ignorant coming into both of those when it came to the social issues of the theater, uh, or, or of the situation that the theater is representing at this point. I think that it's great that that idea that is very prevalent as of right now is being presented on stage. I think it it, it lends itself to you realizing what's happening currently. I think what you're saying is for what may be the future, putting those ideals of what we hope is going to be the case of, you know, an empowering woman figure, a uh, person of color being in an authoritative position, like finding ways of creating theater that is not reflective of the past and current, but of showing what we hope that the future is going to be. Yeah, and I, I I absolutely agree. I think that I think that absolutely. But I think that I will say the more relatable one is what's happening now because people can recognize it. I would argue that the progressive idea that may happen in the future may go over some people's heads, but it has to be. It, I think it just has to be done in the right way. If you find the right issue, if you find the right way of presenting it, it it's a much more thought-provoking piece of theater that. You know, you really have to put so much effort into it to make sure you've you've put your ideas in the right place. Thoughts? I I love everything you all are talking about, and I love everything that's happened here. What I know people though who are in a different place, and I'm not sure how we reach 
them. No, absolutely. Um, when when it was a uh, Kill Move Paradise, I I'm not um, familiar. I'm Kill sorry. Kill Move to Paradise say. was basically um, an adaption of No Exit uh, by. Uh, uh, Paul, oh, what's his name? Someone. Okay. And basically, the idea of uh, hell is with other hell is other people. Ah. It's dealing with relationships when it comes to um, interpersonal relationships that create the hell that you're in. Okay. Kill Move Paradise went a step further and says hell is what society puts you through, ah. and it's four African American men are in this purgatory before they go to heaven or or wherever they oh, end wherever up they, yeah okay. and it's about it's about them understanding where they are like they, uh, they don't know that they've they've died and one by one they start they start to realize out. and oh, then like the most impactful one is when the last man is gets on stage because he is a, 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 boy. a literal boy and they're like I mean, this happened to us, and they understood the reasons why. As black, older black men, they they were there, but they were like, "This is a boy. He has no understanding of what happened to him." And look at that star behind the bar. He was in the show. He was oh, really? wonderful. And kill movement. Yeah, he was one oh, of the. Was men. he really wonderful? He was great. Um, I would love to see that. I would get and, that. Hopefully. And I think that one of the, one of the issues is that the thing you just brought up. I think that. There are people that are not having this conversation that absolutely, I think that if they saw this piece of theater, would be, would be moved by it and would, and would at a base level start to understand and start to have the conversation. And I think that's where theater is so impactful in education of people that, you know, my life changed a lot when I traveled. We were fortunate enough to live in Japan for several years. Oh my God, it's cool. And that honestly changed my worldview for the positive in many ways. And I think the theater can bring that to people who don't have that ability to, to live literally in other places, but they can understand other people's points of view. Yeah, and the absolutely. theater can bring that. But how do we get those people... To the theater. <laughs> oh, if we only knew. Yeah. I, that honestly, I, I. It's a question there, that there perplexes been, us. There have been not sleep. only in theater but any other art form. I mean, that's. I mean, Carlos and I are both in a double master's degree for arts administration and business administration. Really. One of the reasons why we started the podcast is to have those conversations about how do we get to a place where people who need to see it are going to see it? But also understanding, like, the multiple barriers that are, like, not unveiling them, really. And I think that we, we have these conversations in class all the time. Do you really? But it's a closed door. Right. And we have these conversations amongst ourselves. And the way that we thought we could contribute is we're going to have these conversations anyway, and we try to be as genuine on the podcast as we are in regular conversation because... We feel like if people oh, were able to thank you, if people heard at least the conversation, they can start to have it themselves. Right. And it, it, it's all about starting that conversation. I, I truly believe that every moment counts and living in that moment, you don't know when you're going to change lives and Absolutely. change thought processes and um, the ripples that come from that. So I applaud you both. I'm happy to meet you both as tonight. Well, thank you. And um, 
yay for you. And, and, and thank you for joining the conversation. I yes. mean, I, I think it's fantastic that, you know, you see a show, you don't expect to have something like deep conversation, but here we are. Here And it's here wonderful. we are. And here, here we, are. we are. And, and can, s- I, can I get both of your names really quickly? My name is Amy. Goodwin, and that's my husband, Forrest. Yeah, he always <laughs> loves to say, say, run, Forrest, run. <laughs> run, Forrest, run. And, and I'm sorry, what were your names again? I'm Carlos. Carlos, it's a pleasure. And I'm Jackson. Jackson. Oh, wonderful names. Yeah. So, yeah, he loves to do, he's a sound guy. And, oh, excellent. Um, this is awesome. So I, I think that's the thing is we put ourselves in... Um, we label ourselves and to get out of those labels and realize that we do have influence. Yeah. And, and, it, and it takes, it almost takes a certain level of uncomfortability to get to a new comfort level. And, yes. you know, it, I liked that. that <laughs> I pulled that straight out of my ass. That but was awesome. It. Jackson, you <laughs> rock. <laughs> And we're done. And it's Have a wrap. <laughs> well, I should let you all get to your show. I'm probably like oh, no. hogging well, no. in too much. No, but. I mean the whole point is we wanted people to come up yes. and talk about what they thought. Um, so before you leave, okay, what was your favorite part of the show? Was it, well, it was there a moment that stood out to you? There was a moment where she said, and I, I'm probably misquoting her, but she said. If you basically, if you lie once, you will lie again. That both disturbed me as a truth that I don't want to believe. Oh man, a truth that you did not want to believe. A truth that that I don't want to believe. Like I want to believe better of people. Like if she said, and I I know I'm misquoting her, but it was basically like, if you've cheated, you'll cheat again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like the I, I, you know, I, we can get into an ethics moral discussion about lying and whether that's good or bad. But I think in terms of cheating, like that was a set expectation, and if you're comfortable breaking that expectation, like then having expectations makes no sense with that other person because they're willing to break them no matter what you do. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's about the relationship between the two people and the fact that you know no conversation was had and it was just it, this act happened and they weren't able to push through it or even have a conversation that everything was so that was such a big part of their relationship that it inevitably ruined it i mean oh oh i thank you for bringing up that part i completely forgot about that my pleasure well thank you for letting me be part of this wonderful podcast i didn't even know what a podcast was until a while well you know what (laughs) we'll give you uh, we are on soundcloud we would give you everything but we unfortunately don't have merchandise Oh, we no, don't I don't need a thing. <laughs> but we do have business cards. I only, I only have one T-shirt, and it's because my sister gave it to me. Well, well thank you. Oh, yes. nice. um, we've been able to do uh, several episodes. I think we're close to, like, I, I think 40 or 50 episodes by this point. Really? Um, we covered the Fringe Festival. Um, we uh, interviewed a whole bunch of artists for the Fringe Festival. Oh, that's wonderful. 
Beautiful. Um, we've we've talked about symphonies, museums in Cincinnati. Um, we haven't talked about the opera. That could be our next. We have not. I know that Jamie, Jamie and I talked about two of the shows that we went to. Yes. Um, but we haven't had many big conversations but it, yet. I have to say, our our generation is completely clueless about the whole podcast world. I think well, there's a what? whole untapped... Have whole, you told, whole untapped. This is going to be a little shady, but have you told the, the Cincinnati Symphony that because most of their clientele is like your generation above? Yes, absolutely. And like they have a podcast, and I don't think they understand how to market I didn't themselves. even know they had a podcast. And I just went to oh, Andrea Bocelli really on Friday. This is really funny. Was it? I don't, it was Was it really good? Oh, good. Oh, okay. I have to tell you, my daughter and son-in-law gave it to me for Mother's Day, Christmas, and birthday. Wow, and your it children was the are best phenomenal. Gift I've, one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. No. My, oh. He was amazing. And it, amazing. he also has a foundation. I had no idea. Well, really? Yes. He has a foundation where he helps children in South America, I believe. Well, Maybe wow. Africa. I don't it's amazing. We'll have to look and it was it was very no. moving. We love the symphony and the uh, the things they produce. Just we uh, like administratively, we sometimes are just like, what are you doing? I we 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 kind of like always kind of go around the same topic of there are so many organizations that are doing so many amazing things, but we are we are so hell bent and we are confident in saying any organization anywhere can always be better. Absolutely. When yeah. it comes to the people that they reach, when it comes to the things they present, whether yeah. it's the people that are in the audience or on stage. And I will say, the reason why we love the no is that... I think they know they better because know. they know better, they do better. They know better and they do better. <laughs> they know. And tonight's ticket was $5 or free. Absolutely. And wow, is that breaking down some massive barriers. Yeah. Well, it absolutely is, and I... It was one of the best evenings of theater that we've had. And to be honest with you, in our generation, and w it wasn't on the radar. And I think that's a tragedy. Yeah, and, and a, they definitely, they definitely uh, require a lot of word of mouth. So we, when, when they say it, when they say <laughs> it in the very beginning, I will say it again. We shout it at the rooftops when we love a show here because we firmly believe when we say, when we, say we want people to go to a show at the No. We mean it, and we're not going to BS it. Like yeah. we, we want people to be here because we want them to continue doing what they do. Well, I, this is one moment when I see that social media is actually valid, when, when I can put it on social media and say to my friends, you need to come here. Absolutely. And I think it, um, it's a hidden gem. Absolutely. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. You two are hidden gems as well. No problem. Aww. And so thank you both yeah, for letting just, me have a few moments to chit chat on your little. <laughs> what is it called? A podcast. Yes, we okay. are the artfuls. Uh, the artfuls. The artfuls. All right, yeah. and I will talk about the artfuls too. Yeah. So thank, thank you. you. No problem. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Have a lovely evening. Yeah. Me too. You too. To give a, a shameless plug to our our Cincinnati Symphony podcast, you won't find them under Cincinnati Symphony podcast, but they are called the Fanfare. Cincinnati Fanfare Symphony Fanfare Pot Fanfare Symphony Pot something like that. Well, yeah, Fanfare we'll, Cincinnati. We'll, we'll link it down below. Uh, and I, what, I think what they talk about is phenomenal. Yeah, um, I think that I think that we, maybe we can maybe we can help out in some way. We'll we, see what we'll, we can we'll collaborate them, with. We'll, we'll promote them occasionally. Yes, but let's continue about the man bees. So yes, the belief plot line was there: man meets woman because man is hurt. Beast happens. <laughs> Beast happens. 
this is like as simplified as you can possibly get. Um, well, and, and what I absolutely love about this show is that there was a plot twist and then a bigger plot twist. Oh, right. So oh what Jackson's gosh. talking about is that like at the very, very end, um, they, he comes back to it. and Spoiler alert. She's very, like, very big spoiler. Oh, right. Alert. I have to give more context. So, like, she has placed a kind of like a blood spell on him if she, if he betrays her because she, she knew be that a he witch. will. She'd be a witch. Um, and then he's like, I'm hurt. Your spell is hurting me. And she's like, I knew this would happen. I'll, I'll fix you up if you, like, tell me the truth. And he does. And he fixes her. She fixes him up. But then he's like, You have to make this decision. You either kill me. Or, or take take your half yeah, of the, the money. The money. And he it she, she he leans in, he gives her a big hug, a kiss, and then bam then grabs the gun and shoots her and then he's uh, what like the heck? I'm done. Oh, thank and, goodness. And we think, you know, uh, you know, when you see something like that, you're like, Oh, that's an amazing ending. Oh wow. Wow. That tells you a lot of better. It gets even better. It doesn't even stop there. Because then she comes back to life. <gasps> And then, as it turns out, she is the beast of I can't, something. I really wish I knew my French, but the beast of the town. And then he, she's like, "I thought you were going to be the one, and we were going to live a great life, but obviously, you just tried to kill me. So now I have to kill you." So then she does. Oh, and that was another like hidden moment in that entire. Like, I think I was shocked enough that I wasn't really paying attention to what they were saying, but the whole point of her doing that is she ends up saying, I wish that you would have been the person that I thought you were because you're just like me. We're in the same position with each other. And I thought that I had a partner that I could do these things with, that I could go out and hunt with. And it, it really is reminiscent of, you know, you said it's probably just because of her, like, desire to be with this person in the absolute betrayal but at the finally at the end he betrays her again and says oh we we, you know don't you know i don't want to do this even though he tries to redeem himself yeah she's already been betrayed now that i think about it i wonder if she like this i felt like it was very optimistic thinking because she she knew it could have happened like that's why she put the blood spell in and i i think she hoped for the best but she also had some doubts from the very beginning. And I think that that last ditch effort to like say, well, you can join me. I mean, do, did you think that that was a, she had already decided to kill him or that she was trying to save him one last time? I think she, she might've been trying to save him, but I mean, ultimately I think she knew that this could be the end. Too. So what we're saying is you should see it three times. And determine that for yourself. Yeah. See the show three times. Three, not two, maybe not four. Five is five. Audience five says five. five. Audience says five. Oh, that's oh, true. Very Marcel. true. Marcel. Well, how do I remember his name but not theirs? Yeah. Well. Oh, I didn't. I completely forgot about that. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she did have experience. And obviously, with he man. didn't have experience with another man. No, he didn't. <laughs> that upsets Carlos. That's fine. Close mindedness. Uh, no, but in reality, 
that no, bear. Oh yeah. Fool me once, shame me, on yeah. me. Was that no, saying? No, yeah, it's no no no, it's fool me once, shame on you. Fool I'm, me twice, shame on me. Oh, I'm so bad. Fool I'm, me fool me three times. There's a third time? I'm a beast. <laughs> yeah. Fool me three times, I'm a beast. Get over it. I I I'm uh, saints from the United States always mess me up. That's why I'm here. They're ridiculous. State statement by <laughs> To be fair, all sayings from every country are ridiculous. Language is a construct, man. Language is a construct. No, but um, what was I gonna? Oh, yeah, yeah. So she, since she had experience with a different man, like I think she understood betrayal and like didn't want to experience that because no one ever wants to go through another heartbreak. That's just mm, preach. I mean, if you've if you've done that, like get a therapist. It's the best way to. I feel personally attacked right now. (laughs) This is nothing to do on you. Um, I don't know. You're looking directly at me. Okay. Well, I'll look at outside. Okay. Thanks. If you cheat once, you'll cheat again. No, absolutely. Yes. I think. I think. I mean, even even with that point, maybe at the end she wasn't actually like she was more reminiscent of what she had. She would hope that he would become, but she already made the decision. She's going to kill him either way. I think she was willing to make either decision. Oh, I don't know. But I mean, but but with, with what you said, if you cheat once, you'll cheat again. If you uh, betray, betray me. me once, you'll betray me again. Maybe maybe at that point of the betrayal, the, the, the curse was already done. And so, yes, I'll fix you up. But it's for the purpose of trying to see if you can redeem yourself. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying now. Because then she absolutely knows that he can't she because was, she gave him the second chance. So she was like, I'll, like, this chance I'll forgive because, like, we all deserve one forgiveness. But, like, knowing that you broke that expectation for the second time, that's, that's too much. I have solved humanity. We need to see it seven times Seven now. times? See, this number keeps on getting higher. We're grad students. We can't afford that. Yeah, that's true. There's, there's only so many Welcome Wednesdays. So many, so many welcome Wednesdays. I also like have readings to do. Yeah, we Grad got students. Homework. Life is hard. We had an internship. Oh, but not, but yes. Well, we're we're grad students at uh, University of Cincinnati. We are a part of the Mamba program. The Mamba. Mamba. Mamba trademarked by me, none other. It just means MA in Arts Administration and an MBA. Yes, I wish people would say that more often, but... We're, we're a part of the Mamba group. We dance through life. New catchphrase. <laughs> Thank you. Another bio. <laughs> but yes. Anyways. Yeah, but right, I, think, I think we are not able to about wrapping us. up. That's, that's around time. I'm going to get a drink because I was promised a drink. Yeah, I, I need to get a drink too. We've, we've been getting through a lot, a lot, a lot of deep stuff. <laughs> Boom. Daddy, dad Bob's, dad bod Santa wearing thing. I need a drink. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm trying to say my aesthetic. I can't even remember that. Okay, well, this is around time. Thank you so much for joining you, us at the second live. Our first episode of our actual Artfuls is up and coming. Yes. So stay, listen for that. Season two, y'all. Season two. Oh, my Season gosh. Season two. We've had a break, but we're back and bigger than ever and as always come be supportive of the arts 
Come to the No Wednesday. And even even if you're going to go to a Welcome Wednesday, put some money in the tip drawer. Literally, just put some in the jar. Support the arts. Anything. A dollar is a dollar is a dollar is a dollar. And that ends up being four dollars. Wow. Poetic. I was doing math for you. Thank you. Again, I'm Carlos. I am Jackson. And we are the Artfuls. Have an artful day. Ciao. Bye.